you have it. I talked to a man in church in the first service. I said, did you get your little honey? A Valentine's card. He said, no, I forgot. He said, what I did do, I was coming to church before she did, and I took a piece of toilet paper and I wrote, I love you on it. I left it on the sink. Well, you know what? Thank God for some effort. Somebody say amen. It's a day to enjoy it, and uh, hopefully you get to enjoy it. Uh, I had another friend. Is, I said, your, your girlfriend, is she, uh, he said, she's not, she's not high profile from the standpoint of, you know, expects a lot. I said, is that right? He, uh, he said, yeah. I said, I paid for, I paid for a manicure yesterday. He, or, or, yeah, manicure, manicure, pedicure, pedicure, pedicure of the toes, right? Pedicure. He said, I, I paid for as much as I could. She got every other toe polished. He said, it was really, so she's not high maintenance at all. Well, you know, wow, what a woman like that. Isn't that something? I mean, uh, wow. And Sharon, last night, I mean, last night I said, darling, yesterday afternoon, darling, tell me something. What, what do you want? Going to be Valentine's tomorrow. We're pretty busy. And she looked, she said, you know, sweetie, she said, I, I think I just like a hot dog. I said, for real? Yeah, I jumped up, took off to Publix and bought some of those skinless hot dogs. I brought them back, fried that baby up. I said, happy Valentine's. She said, this is so good. But it's the company I'm with. That's what I was hoping she would say. <laughs> In other words, have some fun today. Enjoy. I want to talk about marriage and this uh, sobering message. And uh, to be, you know, to be the love and, you know, the love boat deal. And, but this marriage. And I hope you just buy into that. And those of you at home, listen carefully. Uh, so here's what the word tells us that, that we're all given different gifts. You believe that? Say amen. And so God gives the gift of marriage and to some and others, he gives the gift of singleness, the gift of marriage and or the gift of singleness. There's a big thought, not every person was meant to be married. Well, if you're already married and say, I found out while I'm married, I was never meant to be married too late. <laughs> Suck it up, get along and pray a lot. Never meant to be married. How do you know if you have the gift of singleness? Matter of fact, if you have the gift of singleness, you also have the gift of celibacy. Well, now, I thought I had the gift of singleness, but now that you said that, I'm telling you straight up, I'm not a gift of singleness. Celibacy. Well, if you're not going to be celibate, pray tell, get in a marriage. Oh, so you mean I can do what I want to if I just get married? No, don't just marry anybody. Hello? And don't be so picky. Look what she has to get. <laughs> we're going to laugh a little, but we're going to strike too. That's the telltale sign. I have no interest in getting married. I want to live my life, period. Well, let me share. Hebrews 13, verse number four says this. All of us, here we go now, marriage should be honored by everyone. In other words, every person you know ought to honor marriage. 
And we're to honor it because uh, we know that it's safe to say, though our culture does not honor marriage like it used to. More than 50%, of course, abort marriage and whatever the case may be there. Some say marriage is irrelevant today. Others say, why don't you just live together for a season, try it out for a while, and if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, bail. You haven't married, you don't have to break any covenants, any contract. What a sad, sad commentary for an educated culture today. Sad. So we know that 50 years ago, if you were to ask somebody, what is the purpose of marriage? The majority of the people, if you ask that question 50 years ago, they could tell you today, if you ask culture, what, what's the purpose of marriage? You don't want most of them to say, well, if you get married, that means you get everything in the marriage vow, really. And what you're saying is, I get the physical part of marriage. That's really what I want. Well, what a disappointment you're headed for. Physical. That's why you got married? Well, it has to be more than that because God says that. The apostle Paul was not married. He was a single guy. The reality of marriage, kind of help me out now in the balcony, you guys, listen up. The reality, marriage won't solve all your problems. No, let me rephrase it. Marriage won't solve any of your problems. And some people think marriage creates problems. And they say, hey, I didn't have these kind of problems before I got married. Marriage doesn't create your problems. Marriage reveals your problems. If you're cranky and hard to get along with, hang on, marriage will reveal it. If you're a perfectionist, marriage will reveal it. If you're fearful, insecurity, worrisome, and complaining all the time, marriage will reveal it. If you're unhappy all the time and just want to be negative, marriage is going to reveal it. Marriage doesn't work. One man said, I've had multiple marriages and they all stink. He said that to me. They all stink. My question that I didn't say was, well, what was the common denominator in all those marriages? A you, a you, it's you. They all stink. It's a you, you know, it's probably far more important. This thing we call marriage than what the average person and the average Christian would mean. And it's this marriage is for, let me give you several, marriage is for the, the connection of men and women. Not man and man, not man and dog, not woman and woman, man and, come on y'all, man and woman. That's what God created marriage for. First Corinthians 11, 11, in God's plan, men and women do what? need each other, need each other. In today's culture, the radical statement, many don't believe it, you know, they need each other. Some women will say, I don't need a man. Why in the world would I need a man? I can tell you why, to open the ketchup bottle after you find it. <coughs> Some women will say, I don't, will say, you know what? Men will say, I don't need a woman. I don't need her. Yes, you do. You leave underwear and everything else strewn all over the house. You can't find the ketchup bottle. You don't clean the sink. You leave the toilet lid up all the time. And the only time you think of cleaning is when you can't stand it anymore. Or your mama comes over and says, this place is a dump. Then you say, well, I really do need a woman, don't I? 
But you need it for more than that. Any amens? God is the one that thought up gender. That to be male and female. He also, and I'm not going to say it out loud, he also created S-E-X. Hopefully you can spell. He created sex. One of the beauties. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And he created marriage. Why? Because God knew that marriage, man could be most happy married. Well, unless you're chosen to be single and that's God's gift to you. But otherwise, God said, your happiest place to enjoy life is found in marriage. It's a God thing from our heavenly father to us. Genesis 2, it said he created Adam, but he didn't create Eve right away. Later on, he created Eve, of course, and we know that. And the Bible said in Genesis 2, 18, it's not good for man to be left alone. I will make a companion who is right for him. Leave a man alone. It's not good that man be left alone. He needs somebody to tell him how to drive. He needs someone to remind him that he's too arrogant and outspoken. He needs someone to tell him you don't know everything. That's why he had a mama. And lady friend, you're not it. Listen up now. The vows, I've had people say, we want to write our own vows. Okay, that's good. Maybe that's a little better than just saying, I do. But many vows, as I review them and say, you're not mentioning God in here at all. You wrote your own vows, but you didn't mention the one who created marriage at all. You should, you should go back and rewrite it and in there somewhere mention God, don't you think? How about you on the camera? You think? You, you good? It's good. Number two. Marriage is for the multiplication of the human race. That's how you got here. Thank your mama and your daddy for that. You wouldn't be sitting there. You wouldn't be listening online. It's a God deal. God said, I desire that the earth be populated. And for that to happen, you take a man and a woman in the, in the area of marriage and they create little guys and little gals. It's God's nature to love. And it was through marriage that God desired a man and woman would express that love and Junior would come along. There it is. Men and women have the capacity to love because we were made. Why? Capacity to love in God's image. That's why you exist. He created the universe to have a family. That's marriage. That's you that's me, Genesis 1:27. So God created people in his own image. He patterned them after himself. He created both male and female with his image. Then God blessed them and commanded them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. That's one commandment that humanity has been able to keep rather easily. It's the only command. 
in Malachi, it's Old Testament, 2.15, message version, God, not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Question mark. Children of God. That's what. Number three, marriage is for the protection of children. It's for the protection of children. Based on all the stats, simply put, children are healthier, more well-balanced, better behave when there is mom and dad in the house. And it's even better when there is love on the heart of the father to the mother. And there is respect in the heart of the woman for the husband. Let me say it again. Sir, you love your wife as Christ loved the church. And how much did he love it? He gave his life for it. And ladies, whether you agree or not, the biblical prescription is respect your husband. He may not be right all the time, but you respect him. You don't disrespect in front of the kids or anyone else. If you have a disagreement, you find a place where there's the two of you and you talk it over. Babies have the protection of a mom and dad. When babies are born, you know why they cry? Because they need to be fed. They can't dress themselves. They can't change their own diaper. They can't even blow their own nose. And we know that as a result of that, they needed a safe environment, mom and, and dad. There's a summary about women. Women who are in a wholesome relationship with a husband fare better than a woman who's not in a wholesome relationship or has chosen not to be married because of circumstances. Those women that are married live longer, make more money over a lifetime than the person not married. Single men, married men, with the same education as a single man, will live longer. That's all the stats. You say, well, I'm feeling pretty bad. I'm divorced. I got a divorce, but I was beaten, etc." Let me say to you that most of you that are divorced today, when you said I do, never in a million years thought you would be divorced a few years later. And then some of you that are divorced, God bless you. There was a period of time that you might have said, I don't need a man or a woman. That you thought, I will never get married again. But today, you have remarried. And as a result of that, God has given you favor and blessing in your life. And I say, praise the Lord. But the best way is to try to do it right the first time. That's why young people, you don't just fall in love. 
You just pray and seek God's face and you wait on the Lord. And you say, God, this is what I need to know. I need to know if in fact that person is a Christian, that young man is a follower of Jesus Christ. Young people, young ladies, don't get hold of a guy who said, yeah, he's a good boy. Well, where did he go to church? Well, he started going with me. Drop him. Because the most important attribute of any man or any woman, do they have a spiritual relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, church. Say amen. You understand that importance and that value. Proverbs 14, 26 said, those who obey and respect the Lord have a secure fortress. Their children have a place of refuge and security. Number four, marriage is for the perfection of our character. You are a better man married than you are not married. You are a better woman married than you are not married. Well, I don't like that either. Unless you have the gift of singleness. Why? Because in that relationship, you have the privilege to be refined. How many of you know that your partner is not only there to encourage you, but your partner is also there to help coach you? Coach. And I'll say this right out in this service. Men usually need more coaching than the women. I said men. <laughs> men, 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 men need more coaching than women. Um, you agree or disagree? Come on, put your hands together. <coughs> Why do you say that? Because men were made out of dirt. <laughs> Women was made from his side, not dirt. Hello? Come on now, I know, I know, I know that I'm telling the truth. I'm just not getting a lot of participation out of some of you. I've already made some of you mad. For that, I say, I am so sorry you behaved that way. 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> the relationship, we learn to be unselfish. Unselfish. No relationship has a greater impact on you than, than when you get married. Because often it's easy. Human nature will be self-centered. It's all about me. You don't know what we want, what we want when we want it. And when you were helpless and as a child, you were hot, you knew mom and dad knew how to chill you down a little bit. If you were cold, you let them know it, you cried. If you were hungry, you let them know it, you cried. Need to be cleaned up, you let them know it. But you can't stay a baby. And it's important if you're going to get married that you get married being set to mature. There are things that you will never learn or know until you 
Do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and health till death do you part? If you do, lady, say I do. I do. <laughs> you don't know what you just said I do too. Because you're going to grow. And growing is hard. You with me? It's hard. Glenn Procopio first came to work here. I took him down, I'm going to buy him a new suit. And I'm trying to remember, but I, I'll get, I'll get the, in the same ball field. Glenn, I'm going to go over to Dillard's. We're going over there. I said, what, what size are you in the waist? He might have said 30 or 32. Didn't make any difference. I'm thinking, you, this, is, this is yard talk. You ain't no 30 or 32. You might be 36, 38, split at 37. <laughs> you, you, you ain't no 40 in a coat. Oh, yes, I am, Pastor. Last time I bought, last time I bought some slacks, I'm telling you, I was 30, 32. I thought it must have been years since you bought slacks. <laughs> we got over there, and the guy took out the tape, the telltale tape, put it around him. He said, mm-hmm, 36. Glenn said, what? That's right, Glenn, 36. Well, I can't be right. Yeah, it is. And it was. And he's been growing ever since. <laughs> you see, you're going to grow. I said, you're going to grow in marriage because that's what God says He's trying to do with you. And here's what he says. The number one purpose in marriage, just hang on now, edge of your seat, is to make you holy, not happy. Ooh, to make you holy, not happy. And you know what God knows? Well, here it is. Let's read it. Once you become holy, that's how you get happiness. So you're going to be holy. Being holy makes you happy. God's purpose in our lives is not to make us happy, but to help us be holy. That's the purpose of marriage for your life. Holy. Holy doesn't point out every time somebody makes a mistake in your relationship. Holy, holy doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Holy is not ready to correct all the time. Holy is loving and kind. God made marriage for the connection of men and women and the multiplication of the human race, protection of children, and the perfection of our character. We need one another. Amen. Number five, marriage is for the construction of society. What do you mean by that one? I about had all I can take, preacher. Well, marriage is the fundamental building blocks, if you don't understand this, of every community, every church, every nation, and every society. When the family falls apart, 
nations fall apart. Society falls apart. Churches fall apart. Because there is nothing that is substantial that you can build on. And marriage is the place in which God said, get that right. And that is a standard that will hold high the power, presence, and anointing of God. Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness lifts up a nation, but sin brings disgrace to any society. It is true. You get that right. Say, God, I don't know about other marriages, but I'm going to work harder on mine. I'm not going to be so fast to spout off. I'm not going to be so quick if he or she has one opinion and I got another to interrupt and, and go at it. Number six, marriage is a reflection of our union with Christ. That's marriage. You know, it's a symbol of a living object. That's you and me manifested of the love of Jesus Christ. And you enjoy your relationship. Don't walk around saying, hum, hum, oh God, hallelujah. Hum. And then be the madman or the mouthy complaining woman. It does not work. That ain't holy. Holiness is from within, manifested without, that reflects the person of Jesus Christ. Are you telling me that we can't argue? No. Argument is good for a vibrant relationship. Well, buddy, mine's hot to go then. I got a good marriage if that's the case. Well, let's look at it. Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. He, Christ, died so that he could give the church to himself as a bride in all her beauty. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as they love their own bodies. And a man is united with his wife and the two become one body. As Christ loves his church. That's marriage. It's it's emulated in the relationship. Marriage is that metaphor of Christ and the church. Husbands love your wives. Wives respect your husband. It reflects that union that you have. Now listen carefully. I can say this with confidence. Everybody you know has some kind of a problem in marriage relationships. Well, I don't. We never even had a fuss or an argument. One of you spineless. One of you is being run over all the time. And you won't speak up. You're afraid to speak up. Because you put two human beings together with two different wills made from two different patterns in the image of Jesus. And you put them to live together. There will come a time. I said, there will come a time. You're going to disagree. 
There'll come a time she'll be over there saying, slow down. You know, the speed limit's 70. I know it, darling. I sure appreciate you observing that. I do. I feel like I have my own state trooper in the car. I just... That's not in the notes. That came from above. <laughs> when marriage is devalued, I don't need it. I hate it. You need to get saved. You need another dip? Why should you hate something that's so important to God? And never look at the fact that it's all them or him or her. It's you standing in the need of prayer too. But when marriage is strong and the nature of Jesus Christ is strong in that relationship. Now, our culture, our culture devalues marriage and really says, hey, I don't need it. It's not important. If a person makes it to 30 years in marriage, you ought to celebrate big. You make it to 50, celebrate why? Because it speaks of the power of the relationship. It said, hey, I, there's a lot of I'm sorry's in there. Please forgive me. And there'll be no marriage in heaven. Somebody said, thank God, oh, my Lord, no marriage in heaven. That's why I'm going. I hope not. Well, the Bible said that you can't divorce them, but you can get forgiveness for murder. Don't even go there. You need help. <laughs> no marriage in heaven. Why? Because marriage doesn't need to exist. Why? Because heaven is a perfect place. And you and I are there without sin, without spot, or without blemish. There just to serve the Lord. And if your marriage is going to stay together and it's going to be a happy marriage, Easy to have an unhappy marriage, but you're going to have a happy marriage. Some of you still do date nights. Yeah, I can't afford a date night. Can't afford a date night. Let me just tell you something. I'm, I'm going to say, sir, somebody needs to help straighten you out. Anything you want to do, have you noticed you find a way to get it? Hello? Look around at the deer head on the wall, the rifles in the gun case. Hello? the toys out in the yard, the dogs in the back. She'd be shocked if you said, I'm going to do a date night and take you out to one of the mounds on the garbage dump out on 540. She'd settle for that. A couple of hot dogs works that's with chips that's with chips and that dip that I like is called hell of a dip fringe onion it's what I had and that what it's called Kelly that's right In your marriage, you're going to have disagreements. 
Y'all come on, say amen. You're going to have loud noises that you don't know what they are. You're going to have raised voices. What in the world got into you? Have you lost your ever-loving mind? Loud. There's going to be anger. There's going to be anger. Men have this manifested anger. Timmy, he was raised. Don't you, don't you, don't you touch Lori and Sherry. Whew. He would stand there and be so mad at them, he'd shake all over. But he knew, don't you hit them. Don't you hit them back up. He'd weep and say, I want to get them. He said to Lori one time, go ahead and hit me. And she did, slapped him crazy. You asked for it. Do you remember that? He asked for it. He's never told Kelly that, I promise you. He learned his lesson with his little sister. There'll be raised voices. There'll be arguments. There'll be disagreements. There'll be confusion. There'll be frustration. All of that, all of that in a marriage. And so if you, if you have that, you know what? It takes friction to have a fire. But fire can be negative or can be positive. And if you're married, there is nothing like it. If you've got a good marriage, nothing like it. If you've got a bad marriage, nothing like it. Just the truth. So what God has gifted you with is the privilege to say you're in a lab, laboratory. And God said, I put a man and a woman in there. Had a couple that I did a ceremony two months ago. Met them going out of church this morning, the first service. How's it going, guys? Oh, yesterday was two months. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Keep it that way. Enjoy it. But marriage, your marriage, just like anything else. can be good. You say, well, I'd settle for good, then work toward it. You say, well, I got a bad, bad situation. Own up to your own weaknesses and your own failures and learn to apologize. I'm the one always apologizing. As a matter of fact, I'm the one that apologizes first. It's okay, because here's what I know. The head of every marriage is God, and God will never let good behavior go unnoticed. We all good? So if I have offended you this morning, just keep it to yourself. Would you stand? Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Would you do that? Happy Valentine's. There's a book and we checked around and uh, our counselors, number one Christian counseling service, there are two that are number one and one is Emerge and this came from Emerge.
but Gary Thomas is called a sacred marriage. It is really good. Matter of fact, the line that I use, God wants you to be holy uh, more than happy. He wants you to be happy, but the best way to get happy is to be holy. That's out of this book. It isn't a good read. So you get it and uh, you can go online and order it, Gary Thomas, Sacred Marriage. Uh, let me say this, um, and it's only seven or eight bucks or so. If you say, man, I'm, I'm married and I'm, you know, but I can't afford the book. And you sincerely mean that. You go to the lobby desk and said, hey, pastor said he would pay for our book, my book. Um, he paid for my book. Uh, so I'd like to get a copy. Okay. Uh, we'll get you a copy. Let them know at the front desk and we'll get you a copy and it will be gifted to you. But why? Because I, I want to, I want to do everything that we can to strengthen godly marriages. Amen. Because the better marriages are, the better victory church is. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for the great grace of God. I thank you because you love us. And so today we try to be purposely a little bit humorous, but at the same time drive home important points to help us. And God, you are wonderful. You're wonderful. Sometimes marriage is one-sided. Sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we're just ready to walk. But that's not your will, especially when we have you to lean on. So we trust you now and ask you for healing. So just in case there's somebody in the room now or someone listening online and you're not right with Jesus, you, you tried living for the Lord, but you just blew back or you just never have. I want to be sure that we all get clean before we leave today. Would you, all of you, ground floor, balcony, would you let's repeat this prayer after me? Here we go. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus please, forgive me. please forgive me. I have sinned. I have sinned. I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. And I need redemption. And I need redemption. So I humble myself. So I humble myself. And I ask for forgiveness. forgiveness. Purify my heart and mind. And and create in me a pure spirit. spirit. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Let us know if you made that commitment. Do it online. Call us up. Fill out on the, the, the communication card in the pew back. Put your name and say, made a commitment to Jesus. And uh, do that for us. Also, right now, media, we have that available to you through the church website. Our great marriage videos, you can see uh, Pastor Greg in the lobby there, and he'll give you the access details for that. And that's a great resource, too. So, hope you have a great day, a great Valentine's. And uh, may the Lord give each of you exactly what you deserve. Thank you.